0: We got a lot to cover today before we get on Shroyer on. The griff Report starts right now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus.
1: Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? It's the one and only Hotep Jesus.
2: Ryan Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus.
3: Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, 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 Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're
0: a genius. HotepJesus.com. Somebody said what do you think you are some kind of Hotep
2: Jesus? Ooh, yeah, that's I good. That was like, ooh, that's <laughs> sexy. <man." laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep <laughs> Jesus. good afternoon hoteps welcome to the griff report
0: live monday through friday 2 p.m i'm your host the griff god
3: hotep jesus hotep jesus hotep hotep, hotep, hotep jesus hotep you're a genius hotep jesus.com oh this is a real hotep
0: brother hotep to the chat hotep to the hotep of Stannies. Hotep. what up y'all shout out to deaf jewels with the 1999 super appreciate you much love ghosting in the chat what up yo haram life steph colonel oh yeah it's up it's up today what are we talking about today we got a bunch of things we got a. it's a mixed bag it's one of those mixed bag days we got a lot to cover hit the like button let's get on the front page of rumble hit the like button let's get on the front page of youtube
2: You know what I'm saying? Damn, Rumble got some funny-ass ads going on here. What is
0: these ads? These ads. All right. Um, timeline is a mess. My Twitter is a mess. Um, How many people did I block today? I don't know. I feel like I blocked over at least 100 people today. Got to go, got to go. I blocked the porn star today. That felt good. <laughs> she came in my mind just trying to talk shit black ain't nobody got time for that you want to be one of these you want to you wanna act like a fed I got to get you the fuck up out of here you want to you wanna go along with the intelligence agency script we got an election happening this year y'all trying to elect Trump and y'all worried about black people y'all need to be focused on your election to take back control of the democrats do you want to have to worry about this shit Hotep, you're a genius,
4: hotepjesus.com.
0: Keep your eye on the prize, you unfocused motherfuckers. Damn. Shit. This motherfucker is mad unfocused. Worried about all the wrong shit. You better focus on that damn election. All right, where we going? All right, let's go right here. Let's jump it off right here. We got a video from Africa. I didn't get a chance to listen to this, and I uh, said I'll, I'll just save it. Uh, for the report and uh, see what's going on here. If it's decent, I'll let it play. If it's not, I'll axe it quickly.
2: Let's go to this. We got a report from the motherland. The right
5: thing to do is to reject the prescriptions of the IMF and the World Bank. Remove all subsidy, float your currency, and so on and so forth, which have never, have never, Assisted any country to develop. There is a group of countries that
0: are- I had somebody come in my mentions and say something like, um You know, in regards to white people being attacked by black people in America, their response was you don't see this stuff happening in Africa and whatnot. And I'm like, Africa got a whole Africa has a whole different set of problems. And he's talking about the main
5: culprit right here. Lot of countries in the world today insisting that we are not going to be tied to the American dollars. We want to trade among ourselves in our currencies. And those countries are in bricks. Others are joining them. Saudi Arabia has joined them, UAE, Ethiopia, Egypt, and others. And Nigeria is not there. We cannot be more Catholic than the Pope. It
0: said <laughs> we can't be more Catholic than the Pope.
5: Damn. Friends of the West are joining BRICS. Why are we not there? So that we can trade countries, Nigeria and other countries can trade in their currency. We trade in naira. The second one, in 2018, Nigeria and China enter into a currency swap agreement for five years. And as a government, go back to China and say, please, whereas when we sign that swap agreement, In 2018, the uh, uh, volume of trade was in the area of $3 billion or whatever. Last year, we imported goods worth $22 billion from China, even though we only exported goods of over $1.6 billion. Mm. Now, we should tell the Chinese, please, we need to increase, because that agreement will expire in July. We need to renew the agreement. We need to renegotiate the agreement. I will sell... Nigeria gas and crude oil in naira.
4: Mm.
0: Nigeria gas and oil in the naira. He better get low. He better get low. They gonna send the hitman to get him. He's right though. I'm talking about um, uh, what do you say, a Nigerian Chinese swap agreement?
2: What does it say here? Let's pull this up. Take a
0: look at some international trade news here. CBN uh, replies: Falana says Nigeria's currency swap deal with China still valid.
2: Um, so it was renewed after it expired in 2021. Um, I wonder what the before and after of this was. According to the bank, out of the 6 billion yuan utilized, the sum of 5.10
0: billion yuan had been repaid, while 2.10 billion yuan has not been utilized. The swap commenced in July 2018. Sum of uh, 15 billion Chinese monies overdraft amount usable within the year. Wonder if this was a good or bad for Nigeria. Anyway, I'll do some research on that when I get around to it. Let's go back. Um, so interesting developments, but he's right, man. You know, uh, we talk about Westernism. We talked about that yesterday or the day before. And uh and then the other side of it, the other what side I of to do. The other side of the coin is bricks. That's the other side of the coin no pun intended (laughs) i was listening to the uh house financial services committee this morning and um just terrible just absolutely fucking terrible bro
2: absolutely terrible um let's pull this
0: up let's 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 drop some good news here let's drop some good news on the on the on the feed. Let's talk about this. This is interesting. This is a very interesting story. In fact,
2: let's pull this up. You know what I mean? They'll talk about all the black,
0: black on black crime and white crime. And let's talk about this.
6: Well, if a satellite in outer space can tell whether a dime on the ground is face up or face down, and if a cell phone can call anywhere on the planet and target one cell phone, even in a room full of people, why can we treat? Why can't we treat cancer at the site of the tumor without it impacting the whole person and somebody's hair falling out? Unless you got cancer in your head, it didn't make sense to me why your hair would have to fall out. There has to be a better way. So I dedicated my life to using the technology of satellites and cell phones to treat cancer. I developed a new type of what's called a nanoparticle, which is a really, really tiny particle that's harmless until you shine a laser light on it. And then it heats up because of it vibrating really fast mm-hmm. and it kills whatever is touching. Wow. So the laser wow. that I'm using is low power, like a laser pointer, but it's a small beam. And because it's localized, we can target it at just the site of the tumor. And we show complete elimination of tumors in laboratory mice after one treatment over the course of 15 days with no side effects, no chemo, no surgery, no radiation. Wow. Using technology. Eva, do you hear this? I'm like, wow. This is what happens when you couple black girl magic with STEM.
2: Uh Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> somebody,
0: I stole this by the way. I still got to use this. <laughs> it's just a black folks business and he got, he put his face in it. <laughs> this is, um uh, absolutely. Well, if a satellite in outer space can tell whether phenomenal work and it makes sense, right? Like you, you, you get the particles, the particles go out throughout the body. And of course they'll Land in the space of the tumor and then they heat up when you activate them with the laser. Fucking genius, man. Fucking genius. Um I would love to know more. Anybody got her name? Um uh, uh any updates on the advancement of this technology? Is this video old? Okay,
2: here we go. Here she is. Smith Cancer
0: Research Foundation. Interesting. And what did they say her
2: name was? Dr. Hadia Green. Let's take a look. All right. Here she go. Medical physicist.
0: Okay. orally.org. Here's her website. And you can donate, etc., etc. Like they got some clinical trials going. Where are we now? Okay.
2: Uh, We're currently in a fundraising phase. After we reach our
0: fundraising goal of 10 million, we are prepared to start human trials in 12 months. We are working passionately and diligently. Interesting. I wonder how much she's raised so far she probably doesn't want to show cuz it's so low or there's another reason why she doesn't want to show or maybe we just can't hold on let's
2: see maybe i'm just retarded um i'm gonna throw down i'm gonna throw down something on this i'm gonna throw down something on
0: this i'm gonna throw down something on this, something on this right now i'm gonna throw down right now you know what I'm saying? At Hotep Jesus. So she know this came from the Hoteps. You know what I'm saying? At Hotep Jesus. I'll cover the processing fee. How much how much? We're gonna give her a hundred dollars. I'm throwing down a hundred dollars on the cancer research. Alright, let's hit the donate now button. Oh, I gotta fill in my personal information. Close your eyes. Close your eyes, motherfuckers. Um hotel Jesus. Okay.
2: Gotta put my birth date in here. Um what year? Okay, I can I type? I hate when they do this shit. Okay. Okay, let's put that in. All right, and
0: then let's hit Donate Now. It's going to take me to PayPal. Wait, form not validated. What did I do wrong? Okay, here we go. I didn't select PayPal. I'm not a robot. Hit Donate Now. Let's see what happens. Okay, I'm on the next stage now. Let's go here. Boom, boom. Um, let's do code sent to my phone. Let's see.
2: Where's the code? All right, here we go. Boom, boom. Let's see. All right. Why did it? Why did it do that? Oh, wait. No, 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 Go back. It's fucking logging me
0: into HOTEP Nation. I don't want to use the HOTEP Nation account. I want to use my account. See? See, they be playing games. They try to stop me from donating to the black woman. I'm not going to let them stop me. I'm not going to let them stop me. All
2: right, let's try this again. 10, I want 19, 10. Uh, Let's put that in, we're going to select PayPal,
0: I'm not a robot, uh, let's put my ad in there, I want my
2: credit, They got to know this shit came from the hotels. go right there, get in your wallet, and now it's
0: giving me an error, I'll do it later, fuck it, look at this shit, man. PayPal did some weird shit where it took me to my other account. It's okay. I'm going to bookmark this. We going to make sure y'all, y'all y'all show some love.
2: I'm going to put the link in the chat too. Hold on. Right here. AuraLee.org. Real simple
0: too. Make sure y'all show some love. I would love an update. Anybody got an update on this? Anybody in the chat? Got to give her an invite to appear in the Griff report? Word. You seen her on Karen Hunter like five years ago? They were struggling to raise ten mil. Damn, is it that been been that long? Terrible, terrible. Why does decade old research need a new black face? All right, here we go. We got our first block of the day. Put user in timeout. He worried, see, worried about all the wrong shit. Worried about all the wrong shit. Go home, Roger. Dr. Hadid Green, thank you. All right, let's go to the next story. I just wanted to share that to you. I never seen that. I never saw that story. It looked old, though. It looked old. It looked like this is an older interview, but this is dope. Um, I am going to save that. Let's go. All right, let's cover this really fast. Remember I told you about Eminem and I said where he got his style from? The original Eminem. And I said it was Master Ace. We got we got somebody um who posted this and said you can actually hear where Eminem got his original style from. Let's listen.
1: Master Ace King Tech, take it out y'all. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it now, I don't like none of you dudes. When I watch BET, I make fun of you dudes. Cause I'm just not convinced, y'all not intense. Your first single was cool, you ain't for hot sense. And y'all and rs need training bras. Y'all sit around talking about Jay and Nas. You another punk at the bar getting stuck in the trunk of the car. And like Shaq trying to dunk on Jabbar, you won't ever see it. What I am, you'll never be it. You won't ever achieve it, and you better believe it. If you got beef with me, it's better to leave it. See, it's not worth pursuing, cause I hurt and ruin. And I don't understand what you jerks are doing. See, I got some big balls and they're extra hairy. And you going down like you standing next to Mary. See, I only the f- cast and checks are scary. And you ain't no CEO, you a secretary. And nigga hold my calls while I hold my ball. And try to get some more plaques up on my wall. Yeah, I love rap music, but I hate the cats in it. In a minute, I'm about to be running for Rap Senate. And y'all niggas better elect me. You rappers they ain't gotta like me, kids, but y'all better respect me. Respect me. Respect me
0: that's 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 one of eminem's early influences if you are familiar with early m you know that you know that yeah the volume's kind of low on that i'm sorry i'm sorry but um it's a i mean it's low on their end so it is what it is you know just a little history little hip-hop history
2: you know um where should I go next? Alright, let's let's cover this really fast.
0: Let's cover this really fast. This was posted by Chief Nerd. Chief Nerd said people have said this is from the verge. People have said that the headset, this is talking about the Apple headsets. People have said the headset gives them headaches and triggers motion sickness. The weight of the device and the fact that most of it is front loaded has been another complaint. I thought about that. I was like, isn't there a lot of weight in the front, like coming down on your face? I thought about that. So I guess it's true. You know, I assumed that Apple thought that through when it was just a lightweight device. That's why I sort of dismissed it. I was like, maybe it's, you know, a lightweight device. So I guess not. Parker Ortolani, the Verge's product manager, told me that he thought using the device led to a burst blood vessel in his eye. At least one other person noted they had a similar experience with redness. And you see here in the screenshot of the Verge article, Apple fans are starting to return their Vision Pros. Comfort, headache, and eye strain are among the top reasons people say they're returning their Vision Pro headsets. I mean, I, I I I'm not surprised. I figured you was gonna get, you know, uh, some sort of repercussions from using this dumbass device. I didn't ex- I didn't expect it. I I didn't think about this. I was concerned with people getting trapped in the motherfucker and never coming back. But eye strain makes sense. Headaches. And I'm sure people are keeping these devices on longer than you're probably supposed to. Uh, at some point, these devices are going to be like right inside the glasses, like they're going to put on glasses and they're going to be right inside these glasses. And you, and it won't be the same. And that's when shit's going to get super scary. Um, Zuckerberg has a video out where he's talking about his shit is better and lighter and cooler or some shit like that. He can go fuck himself, too. I ain't touching that shit. I ain't touching none of these devices. I suggest y'all not touch them either. They're bad for your health. They're bad for your overall health. And don't let your kids use devices either. Um, what are we gonna talk about next? I want to couple some of these stories together. Alright, so we gotta put this one together with this one. Um, let's close that for now. Alright, so one, two. I think there's another one in here. No, we'll cover this one after. It's 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 in the same genre, but not directly related. Let's go to the tape. Now, actually, let's go to this one first. I want to play this one first. So here we have a video. It says this man proposed to her from jail. I'm about to find me a prisoner. Says K and D. Let's take a look.
1: One day, you're going to meet someone who appreciates you for who you are. I mean, there's seven billion people on the planet. I know one of them
4: is going
0: to climb up on the moon. One day. Okay, so the other day, we had an argument about dating and getting women and how much income matters. And Strong Dad and Goldstein called in, and they said how they were able to get good women despite being broke and ex-cons. So here we are with evidence that shows ex-cons are a catch to these women. Let's take a look. You couldn't even visit
7: me in prison until you sent me at least $2,500. Like, that was, like, the hurdle. Like, if you thought, like, you had to pay how you way. You gotta pay twenty five hundred dollars to visit a nigga in prison. Yeah, yes, because this is the thing. This is what you're paying for.
4: I, and, and I thought I heard it all.
7: Not, no, I get. Oh, you want me? I I Baby give it like to you up here. Yeah, we got time. Yeah, we got time to fucking date. So first and foremost, it was twenty five hundred just for them to even be able to see me in person. That's gonna cost you. Okay, I know, uh, sure. I know for. It a costs
4: I because sure.
7: I knew for a fact that I was providing things that they were not getting. See, what you have to understand mm-hmm. about the world and why mm-hmm. I was able to navigate it like that. First of all, I look away. Mm. Second of all, I'm intelligent. Mm. Third, my conversation is fucking world spending, mm. right? And on top of that, I can give you something that they're not going to give you out in the world. I can really give you time and attention. So, all, first of all, you got to pay me to listen to your problems. Paying for you the experience. To, you have to pay me to act like I'm concerned. Mm. And that's what I am. Mm. And then when you come see me, you know, I come hug you. my body. You couldn't even
0: wow black women love dating pookies says black men sis says uh a black woman would rather pay pookie twenty five hundred dollars to visit him in prison than to go 50 50 with a man who makes 50k a year now that's a very terrible generalization so why 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 is it that these women want to date men in jail ex-cons why is it nurse say he goes to his gym <laughs> why is that
2: you know it's the the answer is quite simple um
0: hold on let me let me try and pull up one of my theories here
2: okay all right let's 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 package it like this
0: you have a male a man who goes to get a job in corporate america okay you got a man who is a scammer okay he does the credit card scams or whatever You got a man who sells weed. You got a man who sells cocaine, okay? Then you got, like, levels of the cocaine distribution network, okay? The higher you go up the network of cocaine distribution and other hard drug distribution, the higher the risk. OK, the higher the risk, the more balls you need. Or or. The less you have to lose. OK, because usually when people have a lot to lose, they don't take risks, they don't take chances. When you're somebody who has nothing to lose, you're like, well, my life is shit already. I might as well take a stab at being a drug dealer. OK, now. Now that we understood. So this theory comes from uh, me contemplating, why do we have a fascination with um, gang movies and drug movies and violent movies and military movies? And really what it is, is it's an admiration of risk takers. And uh, again, this was a bit of self-reflection. I did because I'm going back through... um, power uh more on ghost season five episode six or something like that i'm going back through those because now we're watching um the book of canaan right so it's helping me fill in some blanks and making the book of canaan even more enjoyable yo neek back oh my god yo you know when they went when when neek brother when ronnie threw neek down the hill i had a feeling that he wasn't dead I'm like, is it confirmed that he's dead? But I was like, oh, maybe he's dead, you know? I thought they killed them because of the whole Diddy situation and, and Joey Badass's relationship to Diddy. I thought that's why they killed them off the show. Anyway, Neek back. So that's dope. Anyway, all right, so coming back. So I'm doing some self-reflection on power. And I'm like, why do I love power? Uh, good Uh The latest movie we watched yesterday was um The Beekeeper. Why do we have the fascination? What's the other one? Um, what's the name of that movie with Mike Murphy, the Marine, where they're out in Afghanistan. Love that movie. Phenomenal movie. Why do we have the fascination with Italian mob movies? And what it is, is it is, um, I don't want to use the word envy. I'll use the word admiration of risk takers. We're looking at men taking risks that we would not take. And we're going, that's pretty fucking cool to take that risk. And we're living vicariously through these men and sharing just a smidge of the adrenaline rush. Okay. So there is a perception that risk equals alpha. The higher the risk, the more alpha the man is, right? That's, a general perception. It's not a specific uh, perception. It's a general perception. So when you're dealing with ex-cons, what women see is supreme alpha. They don't see a ignorant fool or a drug dealer. What they see is excitement. What they see is somebody who took a risk. Now, they don't it doesn't exactly interpret like they're not saying, oh, I'm dating a risk taker. That's not how it's interpreted in their mind. This is all subconscious. But they're in their head. They equate X con with Supreme Alpha. And in a way, they're right. In a way, they're right. The most alpha of men are either in the military or in a gang. Okay. Um and 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 the streets sort of could make you quote unquote alpha because of the ruggedness that it makes you um, uh, that makes the man that you become. The ruggedness of boot camp in the military, the ruggedness of being in the bush of Afghanistan, the ruggedness of the training, the terrain, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? So. When you've had to fight all your life, you tend to be tougher than somebody who has not, right? And that's why you get the bitch-ass white males online screaming about black men, whatever, whatever. Because they haven't had to fight their whole life. Some people had to fight their whole life. And what that does is it makes you a hardened, strong alpha male. So when women see ex-con, first of all, this guy is developed and built, all right? He's got... Three hots in a cot, all right. So physically, he's bigger than the average man on the outside. The average man on the outside is overweight, uh, or, or or malnourished, completely out of shape. Whereas the ex-con, he's in jail, he's lifting all the time. So now he doesn't have um, the mental alpha. He's also got the physical alpha. Now, uh, some people might say, well, it's a bad financial move for the woman, whatever, whatever, whatever. But a lot of this stuff is instinctual. We we tend to remove nature from ourselves where women are actually designed by nature to seek out the alpha male and have his children. It's not based upon income. People get, see, Western world, you know, us suburban cats, we get caught up in alpha means breadwinner. But what happens when a broke nigga beat your ass? Your girl gonna leave you for the broke nigga. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So alpha don't mean breadwinner. That's the most minimum of things. That's why the other day we were talking about money and they were like, well, I was an ex-con. And I'm like, yo, she liked you because you were ex-con, nigga. Cause you a risk taker. Cause you've been through some shit, which makes you alpha. You spent some time in jail. You're going to be a little bit different. Now I've never spent any time in jail. Okay. I've done had some weekends, but I've never exactly spent time in jail. But what I can say is those weekends have definitely changed me. Okay. For example, I remember one time I was spending a weekend in there and um, one of them was, one of my uh, cellmates was a Spanish cat who hardly spoke no English. And another one was his black dude. And apparently he said he was a pimp, right? And we're, we can barely speak to the Spanish nigga, but I'm speaking to him and vicariously through this pimp or whatever he was, I'm sort of leveling up my street smarts. You know, it felt like that Boston George moment where Boston George goes to jail and he 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 goes in a weed dealer and comes out a coke dealer. Um, I remember the first time I spent the weekend in jail that really, really made me not want to go back was um, they, 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 well, it was county. So they lock you down during the day. It was really hot. I got my fucking jumpsuit half off and I'm looking out the wind. I, I just woke up and I'm looking out the window sweating. And it's like that you can barely see outside. So this like little corner of the window that I'm looking out and I'm trying to scratch the thing off, but I can't really scratch it off so I can get more window. And I just remember looking outside that window, these little moments shape a man, right? when you're, when you, when you first sit down at that lunch table, I remember the first time I sat down at the lunch table in County and I was terrified. You couldn't tell, but I was terrified. And, um, this big dude sat next to me, boom. Like it it felt like two of the biggest niggas ever sat next to me. One here, one here. And I'm just like, head straight, you know, let me get my meal. Right. And I remember this this white dude who was I think he was kicking from his heroin habit. Um, We was in the holding cell. We was in the holding cell. People would fall asleep, and he would come over by the by the wall and kick the wall, you know, and wake you up, and then walk away like nothing happened. And I remember me, I remember I tricked his ass because I was trying to get some sleep, and he came and 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 I sleep light. And He tried to come over to me and I opened my eyes. I said, "Don't do that, y'all." Just don't do that. And he smiled and walked away. Now, we sit down at the lunch table. Two two of the biggest niggas in this spot sit next to me. Here he come. This little crack white crackhead or whatever his problem was, meth head or whatever he was going through. Dope head. And um was he asking for a cookie or did he grab the cookie? I can't remember what it was. And the big nigga sitting next to me was like, yo, get the fuck out of here. And I just remember in my head going, thank you. Somebody say something to this motherfucker. Yo, goddamn. Just very annoying. But being in that environment for that weekend as you know, incomparable to something that Rudy or, or Strong Dad or Goldstein has gone through. I mean, these people actually went to prison. I didn't go to prison. It was just a weekend. But even those little moments change your perception and give you a certain level of confidence that you didn't have before, right? Like as a man, it's like, you know, you went to jail for a weekend and you come out and you, you, you kind of feel different. I, I can't hold it. You know, you, you feel like you survived some things, some ordeal, you know, and I'm a black kid from the suburbs who never expected to be sitting in a county jail. I was terrified. The sad part is after you get arrested a few times and you spend a few weekends in jail, you start to get used to this shit. <laughs> so by the time I was on my last one, which I said, this is going to be the last time I'm in here. You, you walking around the place like you've been there before, you know, and you're talking to the other inmates like you've been there before. So this is like what I'm saying, like you start to change and, and and fear of things starts to subside. And that's when I knew. When I got out, that's when I knew I couldn't go back because nobody's supposed to be comfortable in jail. And I was a little bit too comfortable that weekend. I was just like, oh, I'll be out Monday. I'm just going to wait for the judge. Still nervous on Monday when it came to judge. I was like, they better call my name, they better call my name. Um, but anyway, coming back. When you spend a certain amount of time around other hardened criminals, it changes you, right? It gives you a different outlook of yourself, your own self perception. Now, self perception is now going to manifest in your attitude, and your confidence. So when a woman deals with you, even though she might not know your past, she's now speaking to your confidence. And as we all know, women love confidence. So when you're an ex con, you've been in, you have a certain confidence about yourself. And that's what they're attracted to. That's why you have people who have a whole lot of money, can't get girls, it's because, well, you don't have any confidence. And 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 sometimes that confidence is because you ain't doing enough push-ups. You know what I'm saying? You ain't doing enough push-ups. Um, Justine said, What cookie in my D voice? Come on, Justine. Oh man. Um, the cops know me by name. You start teaching the rookie cops the ropes. <laughs> Listen, um it's funny you say this I met my wife after doing a month in county. You see what I'm saying it, it It's not like you go to jail and you come out a thug. That's not what what's happening here at all. It's just that when you're locked in a cell like subconsciously something changes you when you're in a cage right? You you feel and then they put the cuffs on you and then when they fucking make you walk with the other group and you got your legs and your arms tied together and all that shit, like it does something to you when, when handcuffs hit your wrist for the first time, that does something to you. All these little details do something to you. I can't really get into the specifics because I don't know what's happening but subconsciously these little events Change you, you know it's like the first time a white boy call you nigger, you never the same. the first time a girl breaks your heart, you are never the same, right, So all these different experiences transform you, and if you don't let it break you, it'll make you so you sit here and you wonder why women are dating these ex cons well. It's because subconsciously they see alpha male, their vagina is seeking out offspring that can survive, right? So at the nature level, it's about copulating and procreating with a male who can give you sperm that'll turn into a child that can survive. You are a survivor, which means that The lineage of your people will continue on. The human species will continue on. They don't want no weak dick motherfucker because you're going to have a weak dick son. So they want somebody who's going to be strong. Somebody who can survive. And somebody who's willing to do anything to survive. This is what's happening subconsciously. You're willing to do anything to survive. So that's why they're picking. So so when Strong Dad and, and Goldstein say, hey, you know, the reason why, you know, I, I got a good woman and I was ex-con. I'm like, that's a plus. That's a plus. Do you know how many women out here are dating a stand up dude and cheat with ex-cons? They love them. They they, they lust over them. It's just the facts of the matter. You know what I mean? I don't make the rules. I just tell them. Does that make sense in the chat? Does everybody, does everybody get that? I'm I'm, I'm mad I had to break down the uh typology of this, but it is what it is. All right, let's talk about some racial, racial shit while we wait for Owen to get here. Uh, what's this? Let's pull that. Let's pull that. We're going to cover that in a little bit. We, got, uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. We got to get into the We got another dating video. Hold on. I want to see what this lady has to say, because I think she made some sense. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And another thing like, you know, people say, oh, you know, you talking about dating. You got to talk about dating. Especially now when they're pushing same sex relations on everybody. Right. You got to talk about these things when. Masculinity is under attack. You have to teach young men how to deal with these situations and somebody who's experienced as I am, 40 plus, you wanna hear from me. You don't wanna listen to these fucking 20 year old guys. If you wanna listen for pickup artistry, all right, listen to one of the younger cats. They are gonna tell you how to date and thing go. But if you want a mature take on how to carry yourself, you gotta listen to an older cat. I remember I, I was I was very, very fortunate at a young age. I think I was like 22, 21, 22 at the time, maybe 23. No, I was probably 21, 2021. And uh, I, my first real gig, um, I was working at the Cheesecake Factory and um, a whole bunch of black dudes in suits walk in. And it was one real bocky Italian cat, an Italian cat sat at the end of the table. So I knew he was the head boss. It's a whole bunch of black dudes. And I think it was a total of eight of them. I'm not mistaken. And I took all of their orders and did it by heart. Now, if you know anything about black people, we are not ordering off the menu It's going to be some modifications. Okay. You have to take this out, add that, take this, you know what I mean? It's going to be some modifications, shrink that. So it's not exactly easy to remember. Order comes out. Everything's perfect. And the and the and the boss, the second in command, Stony, he was like, "Shout out to Stony, appreciate you, gave me my first big shot." He comes to me and he like, "Yo, you did all that shit off the top of your head." I'm like, "Yeah, I just kind of got like a a, a photographic because that's really what I did. When I went back to the computer, I closed my eyes and I was able to replay what everybody said. That's how I was able to do that. And um he offered me his card. He said, I want you to come check out this mortgage, mortgage business. And I didn't think nothing of it. I, I took the card, I got in the car, I took the card, I threw it in my glove box and I kept working at Cheesecake Factory until one day, this dude named Mike Sachs. Mike Sachs was my old boss at Lone Star Restaurant. But at Lone Star, he got fired for diddling with one of them underage girls. So he got fired for that so when he came and he got a job as a manager at cheesecake he saw me and we met eyes so what he did was and i didn't say nothing i was like i don't i was just like baffled that he even got the job but i was like whatever i'm just you know whatever i'm gonna do what i do right and what happened was and plus this was a new restaurant, so there was like there was no like strike. So you just first strike and you're out because it was so many people wanted the job. Um I mean you'd come to a shift at this time and they called them sharks. And and sharks would wait and say, Yo, if you want to go home, I'll take your shift. So we were overstaffed. And he basically went into the system and changed my my schedule, reposted another one, and um I got fired for a no-call, no-show. So I was like, fuck it, you know, it's uh, some bullshit. I picked up that card, I called that mortgage company, I said, y'all, I need a job. If that make a long story short, this is the job that sort of molded me into a man because everybody here is 40, 50 plus, and they was just feeding me game, feeding me game, feeding me game, this, that, and the 3rd da da-da-da-da-da-da. They took me to the strip club and Oh, it was wild. Right. And I'm not a strip club guy. I got to tell you, I'm not a strip club guy. I'm, uh, You know, I I, I remember uh, my 16th birthday. My cousin took me to uh, Madison Square Garden. This is the night that Jordan dropped 55 and he was going to try and scalp tickets, but he couldn't get tickets. So we ended up in the bar. So we watched the game at the bar on the way home. He's driving through Newark and he picks up a prostitute. I'm terrified. I'm 16 years old, fucking good little boy from the suburbs. He's got a prostitute in the front seat. This nigga going to turn around and ask me if I want some head from the prostitute because it's my birthday. Nigga, no, I am terrified back here. You just picked up a hooker, bro. I ain't seen shit like this on TV. So this is shit that 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 my cousin my cousin's fucking crazy that niggas, he now that nigga been in and out of jail like a motherfucker. So um I don't even know where I was going with that story. But I'm at the mortgage spot, and all these older cats is just feeding me game, feeding me game, feeding me game, and that's where I really grew and matured. And I think I was a lot mature than my friends because my friends was all. 40 fucking plus um they also taught me how to how to roll weed in papers instead of blunts because they was older heads so they used to smoke weed out of papers instead of blunts so they the first ones to get me stop smoking blunts um anyway let's go to the video i don't even know where i was going with that i'm just telling stories and shit gave me my whole life happened in your
6: dating experience to where you're now like yeah
8: it's a lot of pressure on black men, specifically dating black women. And I love black women. Social media and the culture has put a lot of pressure on us. This could be just based on environment. Mm-hmm. Um, when I moved to Atlanta, you know, women here are very entitled. Mm. Um, it's, and listen, I'm not blaming anybody. So I don't want this to turn when into- When you
6: say that. entitled, though, Break. what does entitled um,
8: mean? I'll say financially entitled. I feel extreme pressure. And I get hit on by white women. I get hit on by all kinds of women. But when I get hit on by black women, I Immediately feel this entitlement of I gotta pay for something. Mm, wow! I gotta pay your rent. I gotta help you with your car note immediately within two weeks. Or I gotta. I'm just saying what I've experienced. I'm not saying that's every woman. <laughs> Nowadays, if I take somebody on it's a $400. date, four hundred dollars <laughs> immediately, and I don't even drink. So if she drink, that's the couple hundred, the hookah is 45, dessert? lamb chops is 50, dessert. Mm-hmm. So by the time- VI Or Violet, I was just getting ready to say Violet. So we didn't spend $400 for me to see if you like me. Say that again. Mm. So it's like, I'm spending and I'm spending, I'm spending. And that's just the first date. You want to go out again. That's a, so I didn't spend $1,000 on three dates just to see if you might call me back or maybe text me back. And then because you're a beautiful woman, if you don't like me, you can go get the next man to do the same thing.
4: mm
0: damn it's ugly out here all right so i have a blog on men that says uh a first date should cost a thousand dollars minimum now when you first hear that and you read the headline you're pretty fucking alarmed like what the fuck are you talking about Hotep jesus and really what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to save y'all some money and still maximize the female experience so here's my idea Some of y'all got vacation days, right? Cool. Instead of dating abroad, what you do is you go copy one of them all-inclusive tickets at the island and do a fly-out date. It's going to be a lot cheaper, okay? So you're going to spend $1,000 probably on your ticket, $1,000 on her ticket, but food and drinks are included. Now, not only are you going to get the yams, Cause ain't no bitch flying out and not giving you the yams, okay? You're gonna get the yams, but you save money because remember, three dates, you ain't getting the yams, and 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 she's probably giving the yams to somebody else after the day anyway, some ex con somewhere. So you you fly her out, y'all go to the little destination island, y'all do y'all thing. But the great part about this is. You get to see if you even want to be around this bitch anymore, because everybody knows after 24 hours, you sick of whoever you around. It don't matter if it's your mama or your kids. After 24 hours, it's like, get the fuck out my face. okay? so you get to see if you even want to be around this person after said weekend. So when you come back, you ain't got to see the bitch no more. Or you can decide to proceed from there. But you also get to see all her little idiosyncrasies. See, what happens is when you do the three date thing, you don't see her all her little idiosyncrasies. You don't see her mood shifts throughout the day. You don't see how she talks to the waitstaff. You don't see how needy and picky she is right away like you would when you're with her all damn day. You see, a bitch could put an act on for an hour, maybe even two. But she can't put an act on all motherfucking weekend. Ain't nobody that damn good. So at some point, her representative is going to fall the fuck off. You also get to see how dusty this bitch is or how clean she is. You're also going to see how she going to take care of you. Right. You sharing a hotel with the bitch. Take your pants off, throw them on the ground. See how long it takes her to pick up your pants and fold them. You know what I'm saying? You get to see shit like that. So I'm telling you right now, if, if, if you really want to be out here dating and you got a little bit of money, this is what you got to go for. Okay? And the best part is you need the vacation anyway. She's just an accessory to your life at this point. You see what I'm saying? So... Her avatar, yes, yes. This is her avatar we're talking about uh here. The problem with that is you will need to keep up the appearance of that thousand dollar lifestyle. No, 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 no. Because during this weekend you get to see if this is a thousand dollar a weekend lifestyle bitch or not. You can look for the little things and see. Is she going to be expecting this all the time? Or is she thankful and grateful? You'll see these things by how she orders her food. You got to know what to look for. You know what I mean? I could do a whole class on on what to look for in abroad during a date. How does she talk to the waitstaff? How many times did she ask for something from the waitstaff? Those two things right there, how does she eat her food? Did she waste her food? Did she take a doggy bag? Did she order more food than she can eat just because she could? A lot of women will order more food on a date than she can eat just because it's not her money. But you'll start to see a good woman. She's only going to order what she knows she uh, can consume. She's got good upbringing. You dig what I'm saying? Justine said, a mom, why wouldn't a woman want to pick up pants and fold them? Hey, that's what I'm saying. Some of these women is dusty. Her pants going to be on the ground, too. If you wake up in the morning after getting the yams and both of your pants is on the ground and she don't never pick up and fold her shit and her shit messy and then check the bathroom. You know how, how women leave the bathroom after they get ready. It'll tell you everything you know about abroad. These hoes is messy, man. These hoes is dusty, unorganized. What about those of us who are financially challenged? If you're financially challenged, you better leave these hoes alone. You better get your money up first. You better start investing. You know what I'm saying? Um, All right. Uh, So yeah, I feel for this dude right here. I feel bad for him. It's sad that he got to go through this and he don't know the game. Call me up, bro. I'll talk you through this. Um now, ideal first dates. Ideal first date is um kicking it at her crib, not yours. Not never bring never bring a bitch to your house. You bring a bitch to your house, you're going to have a stalker. Or she's going to have your address and send her ex-con friend to come beat you up because you broke her heart or some shit like that. Never bring a bitch to your house, okay? Always go to her shit. Plus, she's going to end up stealing your shit. You never know what could happen, right? You just don't want her knowing where you live just in case she get angry and now she's coming to key up your car because cause women are crazy. Um, Ideal first dates, uh are don't cost much if your first date is pricey she ain't shit unless that's for you because sometimes men go on pricey first dates because they like pricey shit that's like me when i eat i don't want to eat olive garden i don't want to eat red lobster If I go out to eat, I need that shit to be like, I need the chef. If I eat Italian, I need the chef to sound like he just flew in from Sicily. I need wine glasses on the table when I sit down. And not because I'm bougie, but because I don't want food poisoning.
4: Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com.
0: It's a setup at her crib. Also true. You could get set up at her crib. If you get a first date at her crib, she not the one. Also true. Also true. Haram like said, first dates, coffee, walking apart. That's facts. If she don't want to do the, I'm telling you right now, if she don't want to do the coffee thing. You gotta let her go. You gotta let her go. If she want to go to Red Lops on the first date, you gotta let her go. You gotta let her go. You know. Or she's just uncultured, and hasn't been nowhere yet. Maybe you need to introduce her to that Sicilian chef. You know, because some women from the hood, all she think, some women think Red Lobster is fine dining. That's a that's big thing for them, and I feel bad. Dag said, you sound like you get taken on dates. Did I ever tell you at that time I got taken on a date? All right, we got time before Owen get here. Let me just check my DMs. I'm gonna tell y'all about that time I got taken on a date. I've told this story in the past. Maybe y'all heard it somewhere before. Um, so this is what happened, right? This was my space. I was 21. Um 4040 club is popping. This one Jay Z at 4040 Club and NYC. And um I'm on my space and back then we had, we were running bots on MySpace, so it was like like bots, friend bots, so my page was huge. So I would just like, you know, mass message or whatever. Somehow, one of these chicks ended up in my mass messages and she was, you know, we got to talking or whatever. Now I'm broke, boy. I ain't got no money. Um, Because back in those days, when you were young, like, you know, we hang out with girls. It was just like, we're going to like one of the homies crib. We're smoking weed and, you know, you cuddle and shit like that. Um, Or I would bring chicks back to my parents' house, right? Which I ain't know no better back then. Anyway, so I get to talking to this chick, blah, 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 blah. And she like, I want to go out. It's my birthday Friday. And I was like, shorty, I ain't got no bread. And she didn't even looked that good neither. So I definitely wasn't about to dip in the reserves for her. I was like, shorty, I ain't got no bread. She was like, I'll pay you. I was like, what? You gonna pay me to go out with you? Now, nah, this is a first for me. Young buck like me, this is a first for me. She's like, yeah, just come pick me up. Say less. I, I'm broke, so I'm like, yo, I need this money, okay? <laughs> so I go, I get to her crib. And this bitch is six eight.
2: It's a huge bitch.
0: So she come get in my car, her feet hanging out the window, cause she too big to to sit in the car. <laughs> and I got my homies. You know, I had to bring backup, so I had the homies with me. Her friends was gonna meet us. This, I'm texting the homies. This we had the uh, T Mobile sidekick, so I'm texting the homie on the T Mobile sidekick like, yo, we going to 4040 Club? Cause we ain't know where we gonna go. 4040 Club. Fuck it. So we go to 4040 club. We go to motherfucker 40 club. We get inside, blah blah blah. And I'm fucking, I'm I'm just pissed off because here I am, fucking all 5'11 of me, and she's 6'8, and she's just dancing in front of me and shit. And I'm looking up like, ugh. She's looking down like, mmm. And it's just, this is not good. Now keep in mind, her two friends is normal height and look good as shit. So I got stuck with the the, the the behemoth ugly bitch. But I said, listen, you're getting paid. Hang in there. My homies is over here. They pointing at me laughing like, aha, nigga. And they are dying laughing. I'm throwing them the finger like, fuck y'all. So that was uh, YOLO and Val. YOLO and Val are over there with the two baddies. They on the swings. They having a good time. And I'm just over there looking at these niggas like, damn, they got two of the.'" I'm looking at the baddies like, damn, she bad as hell. I'm talking, that chick was bad as shit. Anyway, day over. I'm like, thank God. It's time to leave the 4040. You know, let's throw this big ass bitch in the car and we gonna take her home. So I pull up at her crib and she like, come inside. Oh, my stomach started hurting. <laughs> my stomach started hurting. I'm like, come inside. Yeah. <sighs> I right, say less. So story about to get graphic in a second. So we go inside our house, her house, her house smell. It got like, I don't know, it smells like feet or some shit like that. So I go in her room, her room don't smell as bad. So I guess she's living with family or some shit like that. So I sit on the edge of the bed. I, I look like a very scared child at this point. And I'm sitting on the edge of the bed, back straight, just like hoping like, you know, she just wants to talk. Right. This bitch starts taking off her clothes. This big long ass bitch starts taking off her clothes, and I'm acting like I don't notice. I'm just talking to her like, "Yeah, you know, 40-40. We had a good time tonight." I'm acting like I don't notice. Then she gave me the cue like, "Let's get it in," and I'm like, "Oh, I really don't want to do this." So I go to give her a little hand job. You know what I mean? Little 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 finger job. She like I could do that myself, and she pushed my hand out the way. I was like, "Oh shit!" And then she started getting herself off. So I guess she was gonna do that, expecting me to join in later. So I'm sitting on the bed, and I'm looking at the door, and I'm like, "The door is unlocked." All right, so I go that way, make a right, go down the stairs, and my car's right there. So I put my hand in my pocket, make sure I got my keys ready. And I do a countdown. I'm like, on three, we just going to burst out of here. We're not going to say bye or nothing. We're just going to get the fuck out of here. I was like, three. You ever been a kid and, um, you know, you home alone and it's dark and you want to go to your room, but you scared of the boogeyman and ghosts, you want to turn all the lights on in the house. So you run really fast upstairs and turn all the lights on. This is me. Three, two, one. Jumping down the stairs, hop in the car, pew, boom, I'm out. Boy, never again, never again. Highly do not suggest it. Um, <laughs> Real life horror story. Uh, we got Owen Shroyer waiting. I'll be right back after this short, brief commercial message.
7: Envision a sanctuary where
3: community and sustainability are the cornerstones of living. In this haven, every family is able to grow their own food, children flourish through homeschooling tailored to unlock their full potential, and education extends beyond textbooks, instilling self-worth and a deep understanding of the world around them. Here, goodwill isn't just an ideal, it's the essence of daily life, where respect for law and order harmonizes with the community's resourcefulness. This place isn't just a dream, it's a call to action for everyone who believes in a better, more connected way of living. Join us in building a future where each individual's contributions create a tapestry of enduring harmony and prosperity. Join us in Po Tapistan.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, oh, Shroy in the house.
0: Oh yeah. What's up, man? Oh yeah, chat. I definitely got my money. I forgot to tell you that. I definitely got my money. Um, I got my money when we got there. Uh, I got paid up front. Um, oh, what's up, man? What you said you had to tell me? You said you wanted to wait till
3: we got on air. So. You are obviously massively shadow banned on X. I mean, dude, th- this is crazy. You have a quarter million. You have more than a quarter million followers. Uh-huh. I have uh, about 150,000 followers. Every, pretty much every post I make, it's at least 10 K views, mm. but you posted the link to this, to this live stream and I reposted it and it barely cracked 5,000 views. So I don't know if that's them shadow banning the hell out of you. Or or maybe they just didn't want this live stream to be seen. But dude, that is that is impossible. That that's not that that doesn't have at least 10k or 20 or 30 thousand people viewing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. People told me I was shadow banned on X, and I'm just like, you know, uh, it's par for the course, right? You
3: know. It, so it it is a shadow ban on X, dude. That's crazy. That's insane. What I, do you do that's so bad? What do you? Why do they? What do they hate about you?
0: Uh. I bring people together. I
3: think. How that's long my- have you had that? How long have you had the X account? 2009. See, I think what's going on is because I I got my original account reinstated, but I I started that new account in the process, so now I have two accounts. Right. But what I've noticed is my older account that was obviously banned and shadow banned. It's a lot harder for me to get reached there. I think there's these algorithms that still exist and it's probably still hitting you just left over from the old Twitter days. They probably just haven't lifted the shadow ban algorithm on you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also think that's that. Remember when Elon uh, posted those screenshots of, like, you know, there's these, like, labels on your account? And um, I wanted him to show me, you know, what labels are on my account. And I I think you're right. I think I probably still have those labels on my account from, from it's the It's got to be
3: because that is insane. That yeah. I mean – and, and I mean, you put up a banger headline for this, too. I mean, I mean, that was a that, that people go crazy over that stuff. You knew what you were doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And still no love from Elon's ex. But, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, to me, it's an ego boost, right? It's like I'm so badass that big tech got to try to stop me. You know, so that's I, yeah, how I take it.
3: I, I did a little ego inflating today on the Alex Jones Show, the same thing, because he was talking about how they had this illegal judgment against him in this, this uh, Stormy Daniels hush money case, which is obviously BS. Yeah. But he's like, this is illegal. What the judge did was illegal, this 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 ruling. And I was kind of like, wow, it, everything they've done to Trump, they did to us first. Like, we're the real MVPs here. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
0: I think it started with... Alex and, was it Farrakhan? Alex got removed from X and Farrakhan got removed from Instagram. And then they removed Farrakhan's um, Verify sticker. So those two were like the first ones to really catch the first bands. I remember that day, yeah.
3: Yeah, and I think, I, I remember, those were the two big names. There were definitely some other people that got hit in that, like when they when they first hit, Basically, when they hit Alex Jones, they took every InfoWars channel, so it was a lot of other crew members and stuff. Anybody that was basically operating on the IP address got wiped out, Ooh. or or anybody that was working for InfoWars got wiped out. But I remember it was Faircon and it was Jones, and it was like, was that just like a, oh, this guy's on this side of the aisle, this guy's on this side of the aisle, let's make it look right. fair? Correct. Because they never That's really explained it.
0: That's exactly what it was. They they wanted to say – they didn't want people to say, oh, well, you got him and not him. And it was just like, now nah, we, we got both sides. We got the black yeah. right wing and the left and the white right uh, right wing.
3: And they both supported Trump, but I'm sure that had nothing to do
0: with it. Oh, of course it did. Of course it did. Of course it did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's hash out the race war. You are the de facto leader of white people today. I'm the de facto leader of black people today. And I you-
3: rejected this role in prison. But I'll embrace it now. What do you mean you rejected it in prison? Shut up, bro. <laughs> I'll tell you. They used to – these guys would come up to me in prison because it was – people aren't trying to get their times extended where I served my time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if they saw a white guy that was, like, well-known – and because people would always see – because I got – I had a bit of a reputation there. Once people find out you got a podcast or a show or you're famous, everyone wants to tell you their story. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if a white guy was in the wrong place in the prison yard or a white guy was at the wrong table at lunch – They'd come up to me and they'd say, hey, you, you represent the whites, you know, tell him to move or we're going to have to beat his ass. So I'd be like, I don't represent the whites. They'd be like, "Like, no, you you represent the whites. So I'd be like, all right, dude, look, hey, just just move along. They don't want to beat you up. And they'd gr- Then they'd grump at me and I'd be like, dude, I, I just don't want you to get beaten up here today, so whatever. <laughs> so you were part of the
0: white Aryan brotherhood when you got locked up?
3: No, I was technically Texas independent. Uh, that's what I would have been classified as, as a Texas independent.
0: Oh my lord, have mercy! He was in jail as a white supremacist. Oh lord, have mercy!
3: They tried to <laughs> do me wrong. <laughs> All
0: right, so you've seen the the rhetoric. You've seen Alex. He said black people are hunting down uh uh, uh white people. Come on, man. What's what's up with Big Bro, man?
3: Well, I mean, I, you can't deny there's a pattern of behavior here. I mean, I, I feel that denying that there is a pattern of behavior here is not being intellectually honest. But I, I think that in the same token, you obviously don't make blanket assumptions. You don't make blanket statements. What's the But pattern? I mean, that whites are being targeted by blacks They're at, at schools, whether it's teachers. Absolutely. Absolutely targeted. 100%. You really believe that, Owen? Well, what's the defense? What's the counterpoint? No, like, how can it be a counterpoint when I don't even believe in the myth? Okay, well, I'll give you a counterpoint, because I actually worked in a school in the inner cities. I actually worked in a school in the inner cities for two years, and I can tell you, I would tell you, I will tell you, yes, it's not that I believe that. I've seen it. If you're white, you're not going to this school, and if you do, you're not lasting more than two weeks. I've seen it. And look, a lot of this is just natural high school bullying Right. I'm not you're, necessarily. You're saying,
0: you're saying this is a predominantly minority school and the whites are in there and they're getting bullied by the, the majority. Yes. Yes.
3: They aren't oh, lasting
0: yeah. much more than two weeks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. But that's a that's an in group, out group thing. That's not all oh, I'm targeting you because you're white. No,
3: you're the out group. Well, and I would say my 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 counterpoint would be. As many times as a white kid might get bullied or a white kid might get harassed or, or beaten up and then want to leave the school, there were plenty of fights between the black kids too. So, right. so it's not like that's the only activity that's that's happening. I, I think, I think, I think here's the overlying issue. Yeah. I think here's the overlying issue is that white people at this point feel they've been targeted by so much we'll call it reverse racism. Okay. That they're looking for the anecdotal evidence of the results, Mm -hmm. and so I I think there's a level of that going on. But but the pattern of behavior is undeniable. I mean, when you have the stories like Ethan Liming and and some of these teachers, I mean, to me, it, it, it just it feels different. It looks different. It looks like they've been brought up in this world where they're taught to hate white people, and when they're Committing these beatings and sometimes beating them to death or fracturing their skulls. I mean, it looks like it's coming from a place of hatred. I mean, really, but it's not like they had some experience to hate a white person. It's indoctrination. So I, agree I that's with that. that's kind of what I, I see I, I going on. I hated white people. My, the, the uh, I'd
0: probably say up until about ten years ago, I hated white people. But I never targeted white people. But I, I I and I and I have admitted that. It was indoctrination that made me that way. So we have no disagreement on that front, at all. And but I'm, I think
3: that I think the reason why uh, or, or a reason why I might reach this conclusion, and I mean, targeted might be a harsh word. I, I would say it's just I would say it's just white hatred is is really more than anything. Whether yeah. it's targeted or not, is a different story. And maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. And this will kind of expand what you're talking about, but. I mean, when I was in grade school, when I was in high school, I mean, even when I was in college, like race wasn't even a thing. I mean, nobody thought about your race. That's why it's so
0: strange to me. It was for me. As a black kid who grew up in a predominantly Italian neighborhood, I was targeted by the Italians. In fact, fifth grade, I had to choke one of the motherfuckers out. Okay, I had to fight. I moved from Newark to the Burbs in third grade. I had to fight third grade, fourth grade and fifth grade. I had to fight white people a lot. At least once a month, I was in a fight. I was down to principal office. They was fucking with me and I'd have to put hands and feet on somebody. Sometimes I won the fight, sometimes I lost the fight, but we was fighting and I was targeted. You see what I'm saying? The thing is, I enjoy those days because it made me what I am now. So what I'm not gonna do is go online and bitch and cry and go, Oh, look, look at this. For example, when we had all those black people complaining about uh, white police officers kicking the black man's ass, do you know what I told them? I told them the same thing I told the whites when they complained about being targeted by blacks. Shut the fuck up, you being a bitch. This is bitch assness. And it will not be tolerated in Hotepistan. No bitch assness in Hotepistan. What we're not going to do is act like The anomalies represent the whole, because in the majority of schools, you don't see stuff like this, especially when you see the race is more balanced. I could go all day long and talk about how young black boys are targeted by their white teachers and alienated and end up in the principal's office more than anybody. I don't use my time online to do that. Because it's divisive. And those problems have a higher solution. So when we talk about the rise in black crime versus white people, do you know what I believe? I believe this comes from lack of economic prosperity. That's where a lot of crime in America comes from, lack of economic prosperity. And the main culprit is minimum wage. The culprit above that is the Federal Reserve. So as we've taken the fight from the Federal Reserve, we've taken a fight from the House Committee on Financial Services and moved it to the timeline to complain about oh I'm being hunted by blacks. It seems like we've lost sight of where the source of these problems are coming from. So are we gonna complain about the tumor of the cancer or are we gonna talk about the source of where the cancer started from? That's what I want to know which well, I, it's, I would... it's just, it's, it's games, it's engagement, right? Like people want to do this shit for lulls and clicks and that shit's cute, but I'm a 43 year old, year old man. I got time for these little dumbass games.
3: Yeah, I would agree. Genuinely speaking, uh, generally speaking that the source also needs to be identified, but, but I, I think that you also look at the symptoms as well. And, and so I think to ignore the symptoms is not necessarily wise Uh, A lot to unpack there. I'm going to try to uh, respond to all of it because I'm here taking notes. I I think also part of the issue here that you just kind of highlighted there was because of the internet and because we have these videos and people farming for clicks and impressions, it no doubt amplifies an issue. Even even where, and I noticed that you responded to one of these videos the other day where somebody will take a video maybe from 10 years ago and upload it to their Twitter account and say, and say, yeah, well look, and that was an instance, I think it was a white girl or something was beaten by some black girls on a bus yeah. and it happened like ten years ago. And then it goes viral again on Twitter. And so then that also kind of makes an amplification a, a synthetic amplification process of what what might be a smaller issue, even if it does exist, it might amplify it and make it feel worse. So I don't know what you really do about that as far as you know internet content is concerned. Myself personally uh dealing with this as a talk show host as a member of the media i i now double and triple check to make sure things aren't old because i don't want to engage in that so that's 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 one thing that i do is i always try to double and triple check to make sure things aren't old and it's actually a lot easier than than you would think right um and and then kind of moving up the ladder you know i i hate talking about race issues just in general as well for, for two reasons one I feel talking about it really doesn't help. You know, everybody's like, oh, we need to right. talk about it. We need to talk about it. I don't know. Do we, though? I don't know if we really do. I don't think it does help. But sometimes talking about things does help. I'm not sure with this, it it actually does help. And then, too, and I don't know maybe if you feel the same way, but most of the time when I'm forced to talk about a race issue because it's in the media or there's some big story or I'm just being propagandized in, into falling into the trap, most of the time, I always have regret. I'm like, you know, it was just unnecessary. It was just unnecessary to talk about it. And so you try not to, but okay, we get into some of the larger issues here. I think you talk about economic prosperity. There's no doubt if, if a man is poor, the odds that he's going to commit a, a, a robbery increase. It doesn't matter whether he's black or white. I mean, that's just, that's just a fact of life that, that a poor man is more likely to commit a robbery than a, a rich man is. Well, I guess unless you, uh, you know, maybe work in Congress, that might be a different story. But, but I I think that you now you're, now you're getting into the issues that if we could address the source of it, it would be a lot better. Because if you, if you, if you look at what people might either accurately or inaccurately call modern day black culture, which is probably mostly propaganda to say, oh, it's, it's thuggery, it's, it's inner city thuggery and gang activity and all this stuff and, and what we're seeing. Um, that's all done synthetically that that's all done synthetically. It's done synthetically by stealing the youth and the jobs from the inner city. It's done synthetically by introducing them to Jay-Z, who's probably just a, a gay CIA puppet. And so, and so now they think, oh, well, this is just my culture. I, I, I'm a thug. That's what makes me cool. Well, that's not actually black culture. Black culture is like jazz music, black wall street, entrepreneurship. Uh, perseverance. I mean, that that's what black culture would be if it wasn't destroyed by the CIA and it wasn't destroyed by politicians destroying the the black communities. So there's no doubt that there is an issue there. And so, okay, we can address the source of these issues, but then I think we do have to go back to the ground level. And I think we do have to ask ourselves questions like, what about the issue of fatherless Holmes, what about that issue? That certainly is not helping uh, uh, young black men. I also think that the approach or, or rather the hatred that's being pushed on young black men towards police officers is not really helping them either. So so I think there are ground level issues that, that we can discuss and talk about. But if, if we're not addressing the source, then, yeah, you're going to be sitting here basically popping pimples your entire life instead of stop ingesting seed oils. Or, or whatever is causing it so that you don't have these pimples to pop anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to respond to each one of those things because we don't have much time with you today. I want to just zoom out for a second and look at the bigger picture. 2024 is an election year, Owen. We lost the last election. Okay. Trump lost the last election. Lost. Okay. Now, we're seeing a rise in violence across the board for all races due to biodynamics and inflation. So instead of saying, yo, inflation is increasing crime, we're just going, oh, it's Jay-Z's fault. Oh, it's the music. Oh, look at these black teens. We spent a tremendous amount of time taking a look at the illegal border crisis. They take the illegals, they don't put them in the white neighborhoods, Owen. They put them in the black neighborhoods and they use our community centers and now we don't have access to them. Then when you squeeze us out after you've already put us in projects and squeeze us there and you squeeze us some more with the illegals and the jobs are taken by the illegals, then you wonder why there's a crime in spike. And it's just like, why don't you just stay on point and, and, and stop the leak, which is the border, which is the Fed. Y'all was doing the right thing talking about the border. You were doing the right thing talking about the Fed. But now what happens is the Democrats have lost all potency in messaging to the black community because of the rising prices of goods. Can't even afford to go to the grocery store anymore. So this is a layup. We're going to get to the basketball game soon. This is a (laughs) layup. (laughs) This is a layup for the Republicans. And instead of staying focused, instead of staying focused and saying, we got the Democrats right where we want them, black people are coming over here in droves. Instead, you just said, let's alienate the black people. Let's talk about the black people like everything that's happening to them is their fault. Alex Jones admitted, you just admitted it was a CIA op that took something like brotherly love overrides oppression and destruction, which is the origin of bloods and turns it into the thing that it is today. Then you go look at you blacks, you can't get it together. And it's just like, well, we could, if you didn't have the fucking CIA. Now is the CIA run by black people? No, it's run by white people. So how is it? It's, it's, it's a problem of race when it comes to the black community and the black gangs, but when your gangs, your white gangs, destroy entire countries and communities, you you all of a sudden, you're colorblind. It makes absolutely no fucking sense. It's called hypocrisy and it's called bigotry. Coming back to my previous point, we're in election year. It's the easiest time than ever to get independent voters and particularly black voters. But instead, y'all chose to go down the path of the lily white movement Keep your fucking mouth shut. You don't even have to mention black people and you're going to get the black vote this year. Just mention prosperity, jobs, money, uh, uh, freedom of guns, and it'll come right to you. But instead, you guys chose to alienate a base that was coming over in droves. And now we're just going to put to the point where we're not even going to vote. So it's going to make it a little bit harder to get Trump in. So it's like, do you want Trump to win or not?
3: Well, let me let me respond to that, but let me let me first kind of draw back for a second. Remove remove, you know, bad white people. Remove bad black people. Obviously, we all got our own problems, different scales, whatever. Mm -hmm. I I think that the response you call it the Lily White movement. I, I think that this. What what this really represents is just white Americans being told that they're the problem, they're all racist, they're this, they're that. And and so it's kind of this defensive, visceral response like, oh, you're going to point the finger at me? Well, I can point it right back at you. And so, uh, yeah, obviously I'd like to stop that too but we're not the ones controlling the mechanisms of all this propaganda i mean we can take our platforms and we can have this conversation but but i mean you have to understand like that's what it is i mean that's why when nick fuentes goes on rants and says the n-word white people are like uh, 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 uh." but owen all you're
0: telling me is this is the first time you felt any struggle black people were in the same position as you for a hundred plus about, years in the media. But it's not even about struggle. No, 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 it's no, not no, 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 about wait, struggle. Wait, hold on, Owen. You mentioned how the media talks about white men. You just started dealing with that. I've been dealing with that my whole life. You don't see me on a timeline crying about what and the fucking media admit, did to but me. But didn't you admit that that caused you to hate white people? Yes. And, and so I'm that's try- what I'm and, saying so and I'm like, trying to warn y'all ways. and I'm trying to warn y'all not to go down the same path you got great leaders like yourself and Alex and what you're doing is you're breeding hate amongst a group of people who are dealing with something that I went through that created hate within me but you don't see me on a timeline crying about so, okay. what the
3: media did to me i I think here's here's the challenge this is the challenge and then let me respond to Kanye and and Trump because there's a very important thing there okay but, but here's the challenge uh, let's talk about this new trend which probably is long overdue but mm-hmm. but that's people talking about Israel's influence over our foreign policy or or the massive Jewish influence over our Christian nation let's it, it's talk a, about it. it's a, it's a it's a real conversation it's long overdue but see here's the problem and i think that this is kind of where we might agree that if we're not addressing this right we're not helping the cause so what you have is now individuals that just blame the Jews for everything. Right. I'll file a report on a, a Chinese spy balloon or a Chinese this, and people are just like, Jew, Jew, Jew. It's like the old Alex Jones meme, like, Jew, 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 Jew. Right. And so now what you're doing is you're watering down a real issue or a real conversation. So Correct. you can't talk about the, the actual Israeli influence over foreign policy and have people listen or talk about the, the unelected leaders that are, that are all Jewish in the Biden administration. Because— well, they claim they're not white, and so I, you know, I don't know if it's about skin color or what it's about. That I don't know if I can't even Can begin to understand in? this whole crap. Can they blend in? If you ask me, Jews are obviously white. I, I mean, is that even a debate? They're definitely not black. I don't know if you ask uh, Kyrie Irving, he might disagree, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but but see, the point is. Like you said, if, if we're, we, we can't sit here and talk about, look at this kid getting beat on a school bus or look at this issue over here or look at slavery. It's no, we're all getting screwed by the Federal Reserve. The CIA is running this propaganda, but it's like when we stay in these low level, low vibrational energies, we can't even have the real conversations that need to be had. But, but let me, let me respond to the Kanye and Trump situations. Okay. First of all, what Kanye said. And and I think Kanye has his moments of brilliance, and then sometimes Kanye has moments where I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Right. But 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 he had a moment of brilliance the other day where a reporter tries to trap him saying, hey, what do you think about the Israel-Palestine scenario? They obviously tried to trap him, and he played it perfectly. I mean, grand slam out of the park, round the bases. He says, you know, you want to sit here and talk to me about kids on the other side of the planet. I'm from Chicago where 14 kids just got shot. Bingo. Bingo. I have to sit here all day long and I, I'll see all these, it, it is mostly Jewish ads. I mean, I don't see, I don't see Palestinian ads anywhere, but I'll see ads all day long. Look at this Jewish family that got killed in the war. Look at this Jewish kid that is held hostage. And then we do hear about the Palestinian children as well. And I mean, it's all over the news. 12,000 children dead, but it's like, Oh, these children, these children, these children, look at these children, look at these children, look at these children. Right. But what about your front yard? What about mm. your backyard? Talk to me about the kids in Chicago. I do this game all the time on my show on Mondays. Hold, shoot, shoot, look at gun crimes in Chicago. You'll have three, four shots, sometimes kids. St. Louis, Baltimore, Kansas City. So we got kids getting killed in our own cities, but all the propaganda is, oh, care about the kids in this country, care about the kids in that country, and we ignore the issues in our own country. Let's so talk let's talk it to Chicago. Trump now. Do you remember Operation Fast and Furious? Yeah, they were running the guns, Obama running the guns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're looking at the kids and we're blaming black men and black women in the community and the black kids for the problem when barack obama ran operation fast and furious mixed with el chapo two of the biggest cartels in the world and and and, and the agreement was el chapo will let you operate but you got to operate in chicago
3: well, well we let's talk let's, about let's that let's bring this
0: but we don't talk but, about but that. It's, 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 Hotep Jesus, why don't you talk about that? I'm talking about Operation Fast and Furious. I'm not talking about the little kid who's a victim of the CIA yacht. The well,
3: government there's always that, there's always us. that. You, you got to remain strong because it's hard not to get involved in the reactionaries. Like, why don't you cover this? Why don't you cover that? And it's like, I just covered that yesterday. You just right. didn't see it. Right. But, Correct. But, okay, so let's bring it to Trump now. There was a big moment. There was a huge, it may be one of the biggest moments in 2016. Where in uh, I believe it was April or may, I don't remember the month, Trump had the groundbreaking rally in St. Louis, Missouri. I mean, this is like mm-hmm. the rally that changed the entire the entire course mm-hmm. uh, and it was in in downtown St. Louis, it was my hometown where I lived at the time, and he filled the Peabody Opera House because they weren't expecting such a big crowd. that holds about five, six thousand. He could have easily filled the uh, hockey arena that holds twenty two thousand, but they weren't expecting this big crowd. So this massive crowd, St. Louis is probably maybe 50, 60 percent black downtown, maybe 70, 80 percent. And a lot of the people that showed up were black Americans. Mm. And so Trump sells out this big venue. I mean, lines miles around the block. It was like everything changed in that moment. It was like, oh, my gosh, like this is crazy. Nobody expected this. Okay, so why am I mentioning that? The next rally that Trump had was downtown Chicago. And I'm sure you recall what the Democrats did to sabotage that rally. They had Aaron Black and all their DNC operatives exposed by, uh, at the time, Laura Loomer, who was working undercover for Project Veritas. And they completely – they sent their Democrat operatives in. They caused violence, and the whole thing got shut down. And guess what? Trump never went back to the inner cities. So Trump was the only Republican candidate smart enough to realize – Why aren't we tapping into the votes in the inner cities? Why aren't we even trying to get black voters? It's not that hard. Like you said, just mention prosperity. Mention lowering taxes. It'd be the easiest thing. You just gotta go there and do it. You just actually have to go and do it. Correct. And so Trump finally did it, so what'd they do? So they made sure he never did it again, and they caused the violent attacks in Chicago, and then he never did it again. Right. then he never went to these downtown areas. Now he's saying he might do it again, uh, but only time will tell. So I, I guess to conclude this, the, the ultimate question – I think there's two ultimate questions, and, and this one really may have to do with race, may not. But I think it really is the ultimate question is when will Democrat voters be sick of being lied to? But more importantly, what is the unifying factor? I mean what They're is boomers. it that we can really get and
0: they, unify First people? of all, fuck the, fuck the Democrat voters. They're all boomers. They're about to die. die. Fuck them. Oh, Don't geez. worry about them. We got to worry about the next generation, right? The people that are 40, 30, 20, right? They're on Twitter. Specifically
3: the teenagers in the 20s.
0: That's why we need to play basketball and stuff. Absolutely. They're on Twitter. The boomers ain't on Twitter. So when we having these feuds and y'all is saying, yo, it's a race war and black people are hunting them, you are embedding in the young black youth early on why they should not fuck with the right, why they should not fuck with the Republicans. So what it makes sense is, if you're smart enough to know it's the CIA, if I'm smart enough to know it's the FBI, that I'm not going to play into the games of race war that they created. I'm gonna make sure I use my platform responsibly and speak words of love and unity, things that unite people, not go, hey, you know, All the cops that killed black people was white. That's corny. When people did that during the Black uh, Lives Matter, I got popular amongst the right because I called that shit out. Like, yo, stop putting that shit on the timeline. That's the anomaly. That does not happen all the time. And now, and that's crazy for me to say because I done dealt with a whole lot of cop problems right here in blue, New Jersey. I'm talking about racial profiling, but I don't talk about that shit because I'm a man and I I don't act like a bitch. I talk about strength and power. So if we have the opportunity to have a platform, we got to use that platform responsibly and talk truth to power and not sit up in and, and cry like babies and go, oh my God. So just like I told them, yo, stop being a bitch. The cop pulled you over, uh, Khalid Mohammed told you you was behind enemy lines, so you need to act appropriately when you get pulled over by a cop, especially a white cop. I'm gonna tell the white man the same thing. You send your kid to a predominantly black neighborhood Teach that little motherfucker how to fight. When you black in a black neighborhood, everybody fight. That's part of the culture. So you think your kid getting singled out? No, we all fighting. And in order for him to get respect as a white kid, he got to throw his hands up.
3: So or he might have to learn kid, how to play basketball.
0: Or you got to, and, and everybody knows in the black community, you throw your hands up, you automatically get respect no matter your skin color. But if you a bitch and you tuck and cower, you not getting no respect. It's, and this is like sort of like jail mentality in the black community because everybody feels so squished together. It's like jail. That's why you have jail-like behavior in the hood. The school's designed like jail. So when when it fast forward 2024 and I see y'all bitching on the timeline, I'm calling y'all out just like I called out them black liberals. Stop acting like a bitch. Speak truth to power. Let's focus on the problem here. Federal Reserve, IRS, CIA, FBI, and stop fucking fighting each other because they design all this shit for us to be fighting. It's that simple.
5: But now well, every white man wanna be a victim.
0: Uh, I never seen yeah. a crop of weak white men. I had hope for the white man. I no longer got hope for the white man. I'm like, oh, they just white niggas. Y'all on the timeline whining and bitching and complaining about being attacked. Are you fucking shitting me? In your country? Well, when
3: I when I heard the when I heard the George the, the Washington is to come rolling on here. over
0: in his grave. <laughs> Andrew Jackson is rolling over in his grave. Andrew Jackson would have put his foot in somebody's ass if they fucked with him. He'd have smacked these new white people out here. Like, g- g- pull it the fuck together, white man.
3: Yeah, we all, all got to beat the propaganda. We all got to beat the propaganda. And But look, when you offered the, the uh, opportunity to come on here and have this conversation, I jumped at it because— You did. It, there there are ways for us to to build each other up and find the unifying factors so that we can all get a better result. I agree with that, and yeah. just so people understand if you're tuning in, you're like, oh, "What is does this guy I keep saying bashful? I'm not like Hillary Clinton telling you I like hot sauce or you know Joe Biden telling you to eat some fried chicken or something. um but but we've been long overdue. To start collabing on outside of the political line stuff, and so you and I were kind of going back and forth about a basketball game. I, I think stuff like this needs to happen because this is yes. what's going to draw in the youth vote. I mean, look, I, I don't, I don't want to name names because I'm not trying to attack people, but look, you have you have numbskulls that get millions of followers on the internet just because they do like a trick shot on a trampoline or you know they 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 jump off of a, a cliff or something and they get millions of followers. We have to start engaging in some of that activity. And that's how we can start to draw people in because there's this there's this kind of understanding that's false that oh you're a Politico you're a nerd you're not cool I don't want to hang out with you when the truth is we're actually not like that we've hung out together we've gone to events together we're actually cool people we're not nerds right. we just happen to be informed Correct. and so I think the way to kind of to kind of edge that out is to start engaging in collab projects, whether it's like music that's good or or playing sports together and like having fun competitions or boxing or whatever. I think that we have to start engaging in some of that stuff to kind of clear this, this air that, oh, you're all nerds, you're all politicos, you don't have any personality outside of that.
0: Absolutely, you know, I don't, you know, they don't pick up the phone for me at Daily Wire and the Blaze and all of that stuff. So call these motherfuckers. Let's get Daily Wire. Let's get Blaze. Let's get Infowars. We get Hotep Nation. And, and, and whoever the fuck else got a platform and we have a
3: big ass tournament. We, we might, we might have to just do it. We might have to just do it first because I'm not we sure can how do that. It, it's like Wars, once Hotel we do Nation. it and Let's it's it. popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's once we do gonna it and copy, it's right. popular, then everybody has to copy it. So that's what we got to do, brother. Let's do it. I'm ready, man. Tell Alex, well, tell going to budget
0: up, because he, actually, I don't even know how much money Alex got after the fucking government done raped him. He um, can't, we,
3: well, I won't even comment on that, it's, you yeah. know, yeah, it is what it is. But He's it's not expensive good. to play basketball, I mean, it's not expensive at all. But, I mean,
0: we gotta, we gotta, um, we gotta fly people out, we gotta, you know, uh,
3: put people on the We'll find a room. creative way to do this. We'll yeah. find a creative way to do this. Okay. Absolutely.
0: Um, and we could raise money and donate it to a non-profit or some shit, you know, um, and but you know, live streaming, a lot of a lot of big things could come from this. I agree yeah, with you. I agree. Yep. Oh um, man, well, you the man, bro. You always been genuine and real to me. I appreciate you for coming on the on the platform, bro.
3: Good catching up. Appreciate the platform. And Talk South again Alex, soon. Alex, cool that
0: shit the fuck out, man. I love him. I love him to death. I swear <laughs> I love Alex, but he gotta cut that shit the
3: fuck out. We'll see if we can get you on the show to discuss it. I don't you can tell know him personally. I'm coming until he cut it out. <laughs> you call him out. Say it to him on air. He'll I, love it. I did.
0: Alex, cut it the fuck out. All right. I'll let him know. All right, yo. Peace out. Peace. Hit hit the leave button. Tell your team, hit the leave button. Huh? What y'all said in the chat? Owen, get off my screen. I got to do everything around here. (laughs) Um hotep still won't hold blacks accountable because cia question mark all right hold on let's get this nigga the fuck out of here uh all right band um who else we got a band in this motherfucker who else we got show love um racism talking points oh my god uh hj called him a bitch to his face and he knows it i wasn't calling him a bitch that's not what i was doing hj is cooking I'm just saying, you know, I get passionate about some of this shit, you know, You know that's all that is Jabari said, I got jumped a bunch of times in my black high school by other black people. I never cried to complain, nigga, nigga, I-, I went to fucking Union County College and hey, I had to fight. I was in the basketball gym, big ass, six, Spanish, nigga. You serious? I, when I was in the hood, I was a, a suburban cat. Every summer I go to the hood. Shout out to Hillside, New Jersey. Now, I'm not going to say it was like the hood hood, like projects, projects, but my cousins was ghetto with shit. I had to fight. I had to fight. They used to make me fight. They used to pick fights with people down the street. then go say, Brian, go fight them. This is the shit my cousins used to do to me. You serious? Motherfucking the hood is crazy. But you don't see me going online crying about it. Um Uh Shout out to the NJ Pigs. Word, man, these NJ cops. I ain't wanna say nothing online. because 'cause they'll pull up outside on my ass.
2: Motherfuckers is some damn Nazis and shit. Um I don't know
0: what owns vertical. This is a conversation. People, you trying to cook this man. Relax. They have to be entertaining too. We all are HJ fans, obviously. Um, what happened? What happened? Let's go to the phone lines. Fuck it. Let's 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 stop bullshitting. Let's open up the phone lines. Let y'all get your voice heard. 202 596 5631. 202 596 5631. Text Hotep in your name. Don't just call in. Text first, please and thank you. Text first, please and thank you. Um, let's, let's get, let's get the phone lines are now open phone lines are now open. Um, who is this D zero two. Thank you for the 1999 super. He said, hotep mad. Cause he knows Alex was a teacher to him and going off topic may push away young people like he was. That's correct. That's correct. I can't tell my homies go check out Alex Jones and he talking about black people are targeting them. That should have sound crazy. Matter of fact, I might have to call the hood. Let me call my hood connect. My niggas are still in touch with the streets. And, and and get their verdict. Maybe he say they is. Maybe he says, yeah, we we
2: out here beating up white people. Um, Let me see if he picks up. Yo, I'm live right now. I got a question for you. I need some insight into the
0: hood and and the and the culture and the youth. And I know you got that connection. You got you got about five minutes.
9: Yeah, I just
0: had to see. Um, so Alex Jones is online and he says that um, black people are uh, hunting down white people. And you know, from your point of view, do you think that there is a spike or a rise of black people are hunting down white people in 2024?
9: Hunting them where? Where are they
2: at? I don't know. Somewhere in America.
9: Online, maybe.
2: Online? But what
0: about offline? They saying kids getting their ass whooped in school and all that?
9: Well, I mean... I, I, I think that um when you try to fortify yourself up against what you see on social media all the time, trying to get what your hand calls for. So if they're watching the most ratchet parts of us on Instagram, and they're attracted to it, so they watch it and watch it and watch it to prepare themselves for a confrontation with it, and then they show up in front of it non-black, you ask for that.
4: Mm.
0: They Who asked for it? Becky. How how did Becky ask for it?
9: Because Becky went out and bought Edge Control Jail And made baby hairs on her forehead. She put on lashes and some tights. And she made a couple twerk reels. And now she wants to go outside and hang out with Tantabuka Rahima. And, you know, Tantabuka Rahima doesn't want Tyrone around Becky because white girls are nasty. This is a fact tyrone doesn't have a lot of experience with him or he would know that their skin is really rough and dry but he just wants to try it because he sees it on instagram and then becky gets slid that's how that
4: goes
0: (laughs) do you think black people hate white people
9: do i think black people hate white people no i think that black people are very naive when it comes to white
0: people we're naive when it comes to white people interesting continue
9: Black people have this thing where they feel like if they are accepted, if they accept white people, then white people will accept them back in return. That's just not true. White people believe what they've been taught about black people. So black people should, in return, believe what they see from white people. Regardless of what you've been taught, respect what you see. I'll give you an example of what I mean. Okay. You take an all white neighborhood in upper middle class New Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Seven thirty at night, you need a flashlight to walk from your backyard into your neighbor's backyard. You can't see anything. Right. This is white America, right? Yep. You take you take a middle class black family that lives in a regular middle class neighborhood in America. They go on their porch or in the front of their building at 9:30 at night. They can open a book and read it. It's that well lit.
4: Mm. You know what I'm saying?
9: They they let them sleep and they keep us up and outside because it gives them jobs to do policing us. Mm. They don't they don't do that to their own.
4: Mm. Mmm. Damn, that's
0: kind of deep.
9: Yeah, I mean you want it to not be crime. Put them in the dark like you do your own.
4: <laughs>
9: you understand all of our neighborhoods pretty much look like Times Squares by
0: design. Mm. Mm. That's true. That's true. That's true. Damn. Um, so do you think that this naivety of blacks is now like we have this animus where we wanna attack do you feel angry against white people like you wanna attack a white man more than a black man or anything like that?
9: No, I think. Have you ever felt have. that? I I have. I, the only time that I personally have felt that way is um in in corporate America because oh, they me. have like uh they're like microaggressive about their beliefs. Yes. You know, and they and they make um little remarks. I like overt racism more than like covert racism. Covert racism is an issue because you'll play victim when I tell you, like, bro, that was a little bit out of line. I want my racist people to be racist. I want the guy from Arkansas with two teeth in his mouth that hates niggas. He works for me. You know, Bob Bob from accounting, you know, saying, uh, my wife is trying to learn how to cook. You got any fried chicken recipes? I want to follow him to the bathroom and ask him what he means you know (laughs) when nobody's there it's 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 different but i think that again i i would say that black people especially black women are very very naive to how racist white people actually are and our women have gotten into a space where they are fetishized and they are mistaking being a fetish of a white boy as a choice you're not his choice you're his fetish Mm. he doesn't doesn't like you the same way once he finds out that becky slept with one of us she'll never hold value in their community Mm. she doesn't even have she doesn't even have to give one of us a baby it just has to be known in their community that she slept with a black man and she loses value i know that people aren't going to want to hear that on your show but it's the truth You know, for us, it's not really like that because we're naive to how racism actually works. So, you know, uh, a black woman could date a white man and everybody is going to act like it never happened. It's going to be about whatever it was about. And then she'll get disregarded and she'll pretend she never did it. That's what our sisters do. Mm hmm. You called me for honesty. I'm
4: giving you
0: honesty. No, this is you beautiful. Know? This is I. This is what I want. So where does this naivety come from? How can white people know where the fuck they stand with niggas and we don't know where we stand with them? Why are we so, uh, as you said, naive? Why are black women so naive?
9: Yeah, because it's 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 not his job to teach us that we're stupid. Mm. You know, and I mean, it's it's with everything from like um, fashion to food to the car we drive to the place that we live at now when it comes to shelter you know they don't want to emulate the black experience but as far as like food and clothing and things of that nature i know more white women that go to manhattan and buy knockoff designer from canal street Mm. you understand and i know a whole bunch of black women that are on section eight black men and women that live in housing that go into Morton Taylor and Bloomingdale's and Short Hills Mall and buy the real thing. Mm. And nobody knows the difference. You understand? But they know that these niggas are going to assume that mine's is real because I'm white. Mm. Mm. Niggas want to prove that theirs is real because they're comparing themselves to white people. Mm. White people don't want to be niggas, we're a niche for them.
4: Mm.
9: understand we're a niche for them, and they're the bar for us and until that changes it's it is what it is
5: <laughs> uh, uh.
0: why are we so um naive and accepting whereas you know like like you know we we will accept our black women back. And they won't accept their white women back why are we so naive to why are we open up the doors to the culture like the other days a story about beyonce's song wasn't allowed on memphis radio because memphis radio said they do country and beyonce not country and so they gatekeeping right but we never gatekeep how our the, how culture how
9: the fuck is she not country and she from texas <laughs> you 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 don't get no country than being born and raised in houston
4: Say it
0: again. Say it again. <laughs>
9: I mean, I, I guess they missed that part. Maybe they think she's from Marcy. I don't know.
0: So I, 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 that's, that's a great fine. point. She's from Texas, Houston, Texas. Like you said, it don't yeah. get no more country music than fucking Texas. <laughs> yeah, you got Nashville, funny. Tennessee, and Texas. That's it. Yeah. So but why are we so fucking accepting of them and letting them in our doors but and then but they are like shut us out.
9: I I think that it is based on fear. Mm. You understand? So it's like they walk into spaces knowing that they are supposed to be there. And they they own that outlook or that approach to life, you know? Mm-hmm. Black people will get into the same corporate office and be like, oh, I'm happy that I'm here. And then what will end up happening is they'll actually be weaponized against their own people. I'll give you an example. You'll take um, a white guy and a white girl, right? On average, let's say in this country, I'm willing to bet a dime to a donut that domestic violence happens a lot less in white communities than black communities okay now even though that statistic is probably true but what is also true is that we are groomed raised and brought up to not believe in police black males we are taught that police don't make anything better but at the same time that the males are taught this the females based on what they see with their own two eyes and hear with their own two ears, realize at some point that they can weaponize police against black males. So now you have a guy who can have a woman that any white man, Spanish man, or Asian man would leave in a heartbeat telling him, I'll call these people and they will do X, Y, and Z. All I got to say is this. You understand? Mm. And he will actually be so afraid of them that he will go against himself and sit with a fucking insurgent.
4: Mm. Mm.
9: You know, and 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 everybody loses, especially the child.
4: Mm. Mm. But
9: we don't we don't call each other on things like this, because you know what happens in the home stays in the home. Black people have a lot of thinking that we have to let go of and unlearn. Mm. And I'm still in the ghetto, so I'm speaking to you from the ghetto. You know what it's like? I heard a lady explaining. Um, you ever hear that saying, honor your mother and father so your days on this earth will be long? Mm-hmm. A lot of, lot of old black moms and old black dads use that to make their children do what they wanted them to do, which may not necessarily been in the best interest of the child. Your mother drinks cold 45 tall cans and shoot dice for a living she ain't never had a job but you gotta honor her so your days on earth will be long or you're subject to the wrath of god and we've raised our children with these fallacies
4: mm. Mm. you understand mm. we,
9: we, we tell alex Jones that we harm each other way more than we harm anybody else another thing that we need to talk about maybe alex jones could speak about this indians are more racist than white people Mm. Mm. they're the they're the worst you understand Mm. and it's crazy because they're the worst because they know that they're not white but they walk around like at least i'm not black
4: Mm. and
9: and white people allow this
4: Mm. they're like
9: they like substitute rednecks. <laughs> and they're and they're everywhere. Uh,
0: uh, that's facts. That's facts.
9: I was I was happier when it was just hillbillies. Mm. You know, that, now I got the hillbilly, the redneck, the Indian, the Hindu,
0: the corporate the
9: Chinaman, and they're and they're everywhere.
4: Mm.
0: Mm. Facts. Enemies on all fronts.
9: On all fronts, and in my bed.
0: And in your bed.
9: And in my bed. So forgive me if if Billy Ray say something out of pocket, and I've been showing up to the best of my ability for six months, and I'm tired. Mm. And he getting knocked upside his head, cause he's like, "Yo, word is bond." And I just finished four years of college. You know, going home from college, trying to educate my lady into a healthier space, in in the presence of my children.
4: Mmm. Mmm.
0: Preach, nigga, preach. Mm. If I
9: slam, if, if 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 I slam Clem, you know, on his neck after work, <laughs> it doesn't mean that I set out to attack Clem. He just has to understand that I don't want to put up with his shenanigans. Mmm. There's, there's gatekeepers on all fronts, bro. Right. All fronts. We as black people got them too. Mm-hmm. They're, necess- they're necessary. Mm. None, of, none of this shit is good or bad, but I don't know what Alex Jones is talking about. His kids probably haven't seen black people outside of conventions. Because mm. he's, a, he's a multimillionaire, and I know his neighborhood is not full of them. So he can't even say that he sees what he's talking about
0: right you understand right
9: like that's it in michael jordan's neighborhood he's the only black man that anybody ever sees if they see him right one we don't we don't see them i don't know what white boys he's talking about the 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 white people that are getting their asses kicked have been labeled karens and kevin's and they drive down the hill from up on the mountain and they come into our neighborhoods, and they think that they know how to handle us because they've been watching TikTok and Instagram, you
4: know?
9: <laughs> and and they, and they come down there to fuck around a little bit, and then they find out a whole lot. Mm. And then what do they do? They go back up the hill and call Alex Jones? Or you know what? <laughs> Why did you even come down here? We're shopping at Sea Town. You passed Acme to come to Sea Town to tell people what to do, and then got your ass handed to you. And now, you, now you driving back up to your dark neighborhood where you can sleep
0: <laughs> with your lumps on your head.
9: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but but I mean, or did, did we attack you? Uh did we attack you black people especially black people that come from underserved communities typically don't frequent any area where there aren't other black people true tell tell alex jones talk about that Mm. the the all-white mall in his neighborhood we're not driving to Mm. you know you know you know where the white girls are getting their ass kicked at with. in Manhattan on Canal Street buying knockoff bags. You understand? <laughs> That's where that happens.
0: So you saying they coming to our neighborhoods and getting their ass kicked. We're not going out to their neighborhoods to kick ass. We're not. Why are we not going to their neighborhoods? Are we afraid of their neighborhoods or we? why are we staying with us and not going to them? Is there a reason for that or is that just, you know, something that is or whatever?
9: I mean, it's it's, it's what you're used to. We're human beings. Human beings are creatures Creatures of habit. Right. You know, it it doesn't necessarily mean that their neighborhoods are not for us. It just means that it's unfamiliar. It's the same way. It's like um, if you put somebody in a car, they they have two days off of work. You let them off a plane. You don't tell them where they're at and you drop them off in North Dakota or Minnesota, you know, Indiana, wherever you may drop them off, Mm -hmm. they're going to try to get back home. Mm. They're not going to go sightseeing. They're not going to try to meet people and make friends. They're going to try and get back to where they're from. Right. You understand? White people leave where they're from because they fetishize us. Mm-hmm. They want to look at and fortify themselves up against the culture that is our reality, Mm. knowing that they can go back. Mm. Now, occasionally they get their asses whooped before they go back because (laughs) they're looking at TikTok and they're looking at Instagram, not realizing that most of that content is produced with a level of satire.
4: Mm. We
9: don't really talk to each other like that. You understand? Right. Yes, Tantabuka Rahim doesn't want to go to jail for bopping her upside her head. So she can make a real talking crazy. But she's in that real by herself. That's the part nobody talks about. Mm. You understand? If she was really talking to the street dude that she's attracted to in that way, in private, she would have to wait two or three weeks because her eye would be shut. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that's reality.
0: Yeah. So so you're saying that the content we see from the black community, Instagram and TikTok is satire and acting. Yes. Mm.
9: Absolutely. That's not real.
0: So Sexy Red's not real.
9: real. Sexy Red is a joke. And you know what? Uh, (laughs) It's it's crazy because our children are not old enough to realize that that shit is just entertainment. Mm. so sexy red is becoming real you understand same way there's a uh you know how they say it? there's like a a masculine energy and a feminine energy, yeah right sexy red is toxic for our women
4: mm-hmm. agree- Co- agree
9: so so is albial for our males
4: mm. mm he
9: he is sexy red, the mm. male version.
4: Mm -hmm. You
9: don't want your son to be that. You don't want your uncle to be that. You don't want your father to be that. Mm -hmm. But it's glorified to send males to prison under the guise of being a real nigga the same way that Sexy Red is supposed to be a bad bitch. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants that shit full time, but it looks fun. It might even make your dick hard.
4: Mm -hmm.
9: But could you actually peacefully sleep and move around through life with
4: that mm. you
9: can't nobody's gonna tell her that because it's monetized so all of that
0: so so that the thing is. so so the thing is like you know they they have now um said that you know white people are being attacked by black people and um the reason they're being attacked is because of hip-hop music and rap. So you agree with that or you don't think because you said, you know, kinda like, you know, they come to our neighborhood. So there's they're not being attacked because of that. But hip hop is having an influence on the hood, and what we're seeing is not the hood, it's just the influence on the hood.
9: I I think that Dr. Umar has a better chance of, you know, enticing somebody to strike a random white person than any rapper does
0: dr umar has a better chance a of convincing chance. somebody to strike a white person than a rapper does oh what yes. a bar oh my god
4: mm.
9: do you, you agree or disagree i agree what 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 rapper can convince our you to hit a white person I don't know. We had we 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 had one we had one rapper in my lifetime that had the ability to move people in that way,
4: mm-hmm.
9: and that was Tupac Shakur. Mm. And, and everybody got hyped up and rallied up behind Tupac, looking for instruction, and he died. Mm. So now you have all of these excited black males. Believing in a revolution and thug life with no instructions. Mm. So there's an army of lost niggas. Mm. That's what's out here. That's You think they listen? You think they listen in the fucking Lil Uzi? You think you think Lil Uzi Vert is telling somebody to revolutionize? What 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 rappers do? We got Travis Scott. He got a bunch of a bunch of African babies. Kanye. <laughs> Got a fucking uh, a white lady. She built like a blow up doll. The figure's nice, but she's walking around in a plastic bag. You understand? You can't even get plastic bags in New Jersey. They banned them. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Who 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 is telling people to do these things? What rapper? What part of hip hop is saying, you know, power to the people and fight back? It's not there. Mm. It's not. It's not there. Mm. That's a lie. Mm. That's a lot. Alex Jones is lying to white people. And he just paid a bunch of money for running his dick suckers or his ass eaters, and it'd be a lie. Cost him <laughs> millions. And You still lying? He don't want no money. He trying to come back to us broke. That's probably what he doing. He like, I'm going to tell these lies, and you know what? At the end of the day, niggas will accept me. You know? Maybe he trying to prove a point. <laughs> You know, that, that would be that would make sense that would make sense have you ever seen in your life coming from the neighborhoods that you've come from or lived in which weren't as bad as the neighborhoods that I come from but we know each other Right. when have you seen black youth rise up against white youth
0: I've never seen it
9: or anybody white
0: I've never you know, seen people it
9: don't, people don't like to tell the truth let me tell you the truth you can take any 35- to 40-year-old white male, drop him off in any ghetto in America, and as long as his clothes are clean, he has a clean haircut, and he presents himself well, if he pulls out a flashlight and flashes it at a group of black guys, it will scare them.
4: Mm. Mm.
9: And, and that's the truth.
4: Mm. Mm. So
9: before... Before you talk about people getting beat up, talk about why that's true. Mm. Why is why is six teenage black males afraid of a middle aged white man with a flashlight?
4: Mm.
0: What if he come down there? The white man got on Jordans and some jeans.
9: They gonna think he's a detective. Mm. They're going to think he's undercover That's all it takes And I've seen it Mm. I've tried this and tested it You get a clean white boy that's not a drug addict Have him approach a group of young black males In the ghetto I'm talking about in the hood of hoods Where there's no white people at And that white man flashes a flashlight When he approaches them They're going to be afraid Two of them might run Facts That's where we live at Facts so how are they getting beat up they're getting beat up because they're trying to come in our clubs come in our bars come in the stores that we go to that the fucking indians and the chinese people own anyway Mm. and they're trying to speak our language because they think they learned it or they got it from tiktok and instagram and they end up offending somebody and they get trashed
0: Mm. Now, what about... They're saying it's happening in their schools. Their kids are being targeted. White boy goes to a black school, and he says he's being targeted because of his skin color.
9: Really? <laughs>
4: you, 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 who believes that?
0: <laughs> this who is the... That? Nigga, this is the biggest trend on Republican Twitter right now.
9: It's a it's a lie. Because let me tell you, I, I have went to all-black schools in the ghettos of New Jersey, Newark, Irvington, East Orange, Patterson. I've went to all-black schools. And you know what the lone white boy ends up doing? Mm. Gang-banging. You understand? He has on more red or more blue than the niggas. Mm. He's carrying the boombox because he feels untouchable. Or he wants to prove... That he's like us. Mm. They be worse than us.
4: True. True.
9: Bump into bump into a Irish fucking born and raised in the ghetto male that's been getting in trouble since he was twelve. You understand? Mm. He's 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 worse than us.
4: Mm.
0: Like Tommy he's from first.
9: power. To- like Tommy from power. Facts. You understand but at least tommy halfway dresses neat because he's getting real money right you understand the white boys i see that's like tommy from power are broke they got fucking bandanas hanging out their pocket and they're blasting music bunch mm. of chains and shit like that you understand nobody's beating them up you know what the white boy looks like that comes into the ghetto that takes a few ass whoopings but stays he ends up milzy. he's a
0: rapper
4: Mmm.
0: Mmm. Mmm. That's
9: that's what the white boy that hangs out with us looks like.
0: So it's like a form of initiation, but don't black people go through the same initiation?
9: Yeah. It's the same way that uh, Raheem becomes, you know, Chuck at work. He doesn't want to use his real name, and he is hard on everything using a microscope. Mmm. He doesn't. He doesn't want anybody from where he's from to catch up to him or pass
0: him because mm.
9: this is this is where his power lies. Right. Nobody's different, bro. We're all people. Everybody does the same shit. We're just starting at a disadvantage. Mm.
4: Mm. You understand? Mm. So mm.
9: forgive me, forgive me, Alex, for not caring about you know seven or eight uh, white boys getting. You know, beat up in a middle school in fucking Nashville, Tennessee or Little Rock, Arkansas. Ask Alex what happened to the black boys and girls when they actually integrated schools.
0: They got the asses whooped.
9: Yeah. And it wasn't televised. Nobody was on the radio capping for nope. them. Was, they was hitting Martin Luther King in the head with rocks. They was hosing people, setting fucking Crosses on fire on a lawn, burning their books. this is what was happening
0: and 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 now, little Johnny can't take a little ass whooping.
9: yeah, <laughs> somebody knocked his books out of his hand <laughs> you know like it's like it's so bad for them. I'm about to show my age when I was in elementary school, right mm-hmm. it was a commercial showing a little black boy. Jumping gates to go home from school.
4: Mm. You understand?
9: Because his neighborhood was so bad. Then the voice comes. This is for Kevin Scott and all the other kids who had to take the long way home. I remember you that
0: commercial. I mean?
9: like, tell, tell Alex make a commercial. I remember for the, for the white boy that had to take the long way home. Because we've been taking it for forty years.
0: <laughs> I remember that commercial. <laughs>
9: yeah, like get out of here
0: damn i remember that commercial
9: yes that's our experience and nobody was on the radio saying we don't need kevin scott to get beat up you know he got a commercial he got his ass kicked
4: Mm.
0: he
9: joined the army right you know and and the women in his neighborhood don't want to date him because they want the people that he was hopping gates to get away from
0: Mm. i mean so
9: she's until she's thirty-five with two kids, and both of their daddies is in jail, and now she wants Kevin.
4: Mm. Mm.
0: Because
9: he's drunk and he's not walking or hopping gates.
0: Right. You know, it's just that right now online, they're pulling up all these statistics and saying that white people are disproportionately attacked by black people, and I'm just like, wow, this is this is what y'all crying about in 2024, the election year as we get ready for Trump.
9: Where though? Like where are these attacks happening?
0: I don't know. Somewhere in America. They they're, they're showing they're showing nationwide statistics. And and the thing is, when you show nationwide statistics, you ask a very good question: Where? Right? Is this Little Rock, Arkansas? Yeah, you gonna get your ass. Everybody get their ass whooped in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. And, and so then yeah. so then when you take statistics from Little Rock, Arkansas and apply it to the whole nation. You're skewing the numbers,
9: yeah, and that's and that statistic i I will say that the statistic is invalid because it doesn't really show the why, so you'll mm. say uh you'll say you'll take um Ten white boys. One will be from white boys and girls. We'll use both sexes. One will be from Parsippany. You'll have one from Bridgewater. You'll have one from Flemington. You'll have one from Cherry Hill. And they all go into Brooklyn and in some random neighborhood, and they all get beat up or robbed. Mm-hmm.
4: Right? That's
9: the that's the statistic. Right. Right. What the statistic doesn't show is that all ten of them are drug addicts. Mm. And they're going into the worst neighborhood to try to make friends and buy drugs, and they're doing this as an outsider in a high crime area mm. and that that's how that statistic happens
4: mm. Mm.
0: you understand the, so Bob the get off people. of work, he want to go get some blow. he go into the hood
9: he's going to the hood, so the guy- the the clean cut white guy that might go into this neighborhood or the clean cut white woman, she's not even going into this neighborhood. Mm. Mm
4: -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. You
9: have to be there for that to happen to you. And so why are you there? Because you're in a neighborhood that I don't even want to park my car in if I don't have a club.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If I don't want to be there, your ass shouldn't want to be there.
9: Yeah, I don't want to be there. So why are you there? Mm. You understand? And the problem is we have an opioid crisis. You understand? And marijuana is almost hard drugs these days. Mm. You know, they don't, you don't just have to smoke it, you can fucking eat it. There's gummies, cookies, brownies on top of smoking. Right. You understand? It? And, and, and they're taking painkillers. Mm. And sometimes it escalates to heroin. You understand? Mm-hmm. And these are the white people that are in our neighborhoods, and they're in our neighborhoods for drugs. But they're in high crime neighborhoods mm. and a crime happens to him you're a target though mm. of course of course, a crime is gonna happen to you you're a target you understand if you if you drop uh if you have a uh, you know uh let's say i don't know a a golden retriever right mm-hmm. and you turn them loose into an area that is ruled by Two different packs
0: of wolves.
4: Mm. Are
9: That's the a, wolves bad?
0: he in the wrong golden, spot. The
9: golden, the golden retriever don't have no fucking business there, man.
0: Correct. It's out group versus in group. Yes. Correct.
9: Y'all aren't being targeted. Y'all right. are, you're out of place. i in the wrong spot. You're out of place.
0: What, what, is, what is, what
9: is, what is, what is, uh, What is little Anthony from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, doing in Canarsie? (laughs) Why why is he there?
0: Do do you have any last words? uh, I'm finished taking some phone calls here. Do you have any last words or message you want to give to the white folks listening? I think they're being targeted by white uh, by black kids. Do you have any message for Alex Jones and his constituents? Anything or or or, or, or uh, any white people that believe that black people are targeting them. Any any last parting words?
9: It will take courageous trust to fix the problem. Courageous trust amongst your own individual ethnic group, and courageous trust in us. And you have to be honest. You know, don't just read the statistic. Explain what type of people. Is being counted in this statistic.
4: Mm. You know,
9: are they drug addicts? Are they criminals? Where are they at? Because I can't really see any crime happening to just random white people outside of Walmart. Right. And last I checked, we don't own Walmart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Big facts.
9: That's all I got. What 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 um platform are you on?
0: YouTube, YouTube and Rumble.
9: All right, I'm going to check you out, man. Everybody have a good night. B, don't be a stranger, man. Hit me up.
0: All right, say less. Yo, yo, uh, March 9th, we uh, we out here. I'm going to send you the ticket link. Bet. All right. I'm going to have him come to the Grifties. Oops. There it is. My insight into the hood. There it is. don't get Goldstein in here. It's Hotep Thursday. We're
2: going to be live tonight, 8 p.m. Did y'all hear it? That's just unadulterated truth right there.